Welcome to today's five good minutes, considering the season of Advent with Jake Williams. Today on Five Good Minutes, we're going to be taking a look at the word peace. The word peace is common in most languages. People talk about peace treaties or times of peace. One of its meanings is the absence of war. And in the Bible, the word peace can mean absence of conflict or war, but it can also point to the presence of something superior in its place. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for peace is shalom. And in the New Testament, the Greek word is irene. The most basic meaning of shalom is complete or whole. The word can refer to a stone that has a perfect whole shape with no cracks, but it can also refer to a completed stone wall that has no gaps and no missing bricks. Shalom refers to something that's complex with lots of parts that's in a state of completeness or wholeness. It's like Job who says his tents are in a state of shalom because he counted his flock and no animals were missing. This is why shalom can refer to a person's well-being. Like when David visited his brothers on the battlefield, he asked about their shalom. The core idea is that life is complex, full of moving parts, with relationships and situations, and when any of these things are out of alignment or missing, your shalom breaks down. Life is no longer whole. It needs to be restored. In fact, that's the basic meaning of shalom, when you use it as a verb. To bring shalom literally means to make complete or restore. So Solomon brings shaloms to the unfinished temple when he completes it. Or if your animal accidentally damages your neighbor's field, you shalom them by giving them a complete repayment for their loss. You take what's missing and you restore it to wholeness. The same goes for human relationships. In the book of Proverbs, to reconcile and heal a broken relationship is to bring shalom. And when rival kingdoms make shalom in the Bible, it doesn't just mean they stop fighting. It also means they start working together for each one's benefit. This state of shalom is what Israel's kings were supposed to cultivate, and it seldom happened. So the prophet Isaiah, he looked forward to a future king, a prince of shalom. And his reign would bring shalom with no end. A time when God would make a covenant of shalom with his people and make right all wrongs and heal all that's been broken. This is why Jesus' birth in the New Testament was announced as the arrival of irony. Remember, that's the Greek word for peace. Jesus came to offer his peace to others like when he said to his followers, My peace I give to you all. The apostles claimed that Jesus made peace between sinful people and God when he died and rose from the dead. The idea is that he restored to wholeness the broken relationships between humans and their creator. This is why the apostle Paul can say Jesus himself is our irony. He was the whole, complete human that I am made to be but have failed to be. And now he gives me his life as a gift. And this means that Jesus' followers are now called to create peace. Paul instructed local churches to keep their unity through the bond of peace, which requires humility and patience and bearing with others in love. Becoming people of peace means participating in the life of Jesus, who reconciled all things in heaven 
on earth, restoring peace through his death and his resurrection. So peace takes a lot of work because it's not just the absence of conflict. True peace requires taking what's broken and restoring it to wholeness, whether it's in our lives, our relationships, or in our world. And that's the rich biblical concept of peace. Thanks for joining us here today. There's a lot of great content to explore on Orchard Hill Plus and on the Orchard Hill main feed from the weekend. Have a great day.